Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Sure does. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to try to do. Boom. Let's do that. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, the country that we live in today has a very strong basis in religious freedom. It does. It's it's very strong basis, I would say. Yeah. Like, literally founded on religious freedom? Correct. Basically, yes. No, basically about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Thanksgiving is approaching us here oh. in the U.S. It is. Uh, but most countries have their own sort of Thanksgiving holiday. It tends to focus on giving thanks... For or sacrifice to the success of the harvest, you know, which is... Makes sense. Kind of where we're at. We're going into winter. Absolutely. So give thanks for that. Uh, in the U.S., though, our Thanksgiving tends to focus somewhat on the pilgrims and Native Americans coming together peacefully in Plymouth, Massachusetts. That is the mythology. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the pilgrims were some of the first European settlers oh boy. of the New World. Oh, boy. The pilgrims were Puritans who fled England to escape religious persecution. They were hoping to live a life as they saw best away from those that judged them or would see them harmed by their because of their religious beliefs. So, they came here. They did. Mm-hmm. They uh they left. They did. They did the most American thing you could do and come to America. That is pretty American right <laughs> there. <laughs> I thought so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost a century later though, another group sought the same religious freedom that North America offered, and they found the land of Pennsylvania. Go on. After a religious schism in Switzerland, the Amish began making their way over here. Many of the first Amish settled in Berks County, uh, Pennsylvania. However, the French and Indian War would force them, many of them, to kind of scatter about. Hey, what are you guys doing? Got to get out of here. Yeah, a lot of them ended up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, or they spread a little further across the country. You know, I actually should have looked it up. I didn't look and see hmm. how far those counties are apart. You know, oh. It was a great diaspora where they moved like a county over. They were like, uh-uh. That's or was true. it like across all of Pennsylvania? Right, that's true. Yeah, that's I a good know. point. We could look up a map eventually if we wanted to. Yeah, we could. But, uh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll assume it was further than like a couple blocks over. Right. You know? they, they moved a mile. Oh, my God. It took <laughs> so long. Yeah. It took such a long trek. Uh, but the Puritans and Amish were both strict adherents to their philosophies. You know, without diving too hard into the details, uh, it is from these strict methodologies, perhaps, that results in some of the oppression that they sought relief from. I can't say exactly. Because that would be an entire podcast. It would be. Not even just an episode. It would be an entire podcast. Yeah. The Orthodox of the Amish 
and Puritans. Yeah, no, so we're not right. doing that. Seven hours later. Yeah, and oh. many headaches for me. Yes. So we're going to try to narrow it down a little bit here. So the topic today, we do want to touch on some of the details of the religious practices of the Amish. I just like that. No one needs to know, but you sh- you sh- showed me like potential tangents you had went on, uh-huh. and I have no idea how any of these things could even be connected in any manner. Nope. So I'm looking forward to what's about to befell my universe tonight. Yeah, so let's just dive into a little bit of Amish religious practices here. Okay. Without getting too crazy. Sure. Just a little crazy. So this is just taken from Wikipedia. So two sure. key concepts for understanding Amish practices are there... Re- Rejection of hakmut, which is pride, arrogance, haughtiness, things along those lines, and the high value they place on demut, which is humility, and gelassenheit, calmness, which is calmness, composure, or placidity. That's respectable. It's often translated as submission or letting be. Gelassenheit is perhaps better understood as a reluctance to be forward, to be self-promoting, or to assert oneself. The Amish's willingness to submit to the will of God expressed through, expressed through group norms is at odds with the individualism so central to the wider American culture. The Amish anti-individualist orientation is the motive for rejecting labor-saving technologies that might save one less dependent, that might make one less dependent on the community. Modern innovations like electricity might spark a competition for status goods or photographs might cultivate personal vanity. Amish consider the Bible a trustworthy guide for living, but do not quote it excessively. To do so would be considered a sinful showing of pride. Separation from the rest of society is based on being a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, which is part of the Bible from Peter 2.9. Not being conformed to this world, Romans 12.2. Avoiding the love of the world or the things in the world, John 2.15. And the belief that friendship with the world is enmity with God, which is James 4.4. Gotcha. So, a little bit about the Amish there. Sure. Makes sense. And I mean, I can attest by spending hours scrolling on Instagram that Mm -hmm. the photograph part is very true. The vainness photographs, right? (laughs) Right? Uh It's just, I don't know how many asses I need in my face during the course of a day, even by accident. Yeah, well, just like in the main feed. It's mostly what Instagram is. It's like, what are you doing here? No. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Just looking at butts. Thanks, mm-hmm. Instagram. Yep. Thanks. 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 Anyways, more about religious freedom. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a little bit more about the Amish. Most most older Amish speak uh, Pennsylvania German or Pennsylvania Dutch, but it's more German. Uh, That's what they speak in the home, with the exception of several areas in the Midwest where a variety of Swiss German may be used. Some uh, groups, they use English in the church is the norm. They're a little bit more forward-thinking. Gotcha. But with some families still continue to use Pennsylvania German or a variety of Swiss German at home. So, uh, since the U.S. continued expanding, so obviously did the Amish population. Pennsylvania still has the highest overall population of Amish, looking at around 80,000 of this as of this year. It's a good chunk of people. Ohio f- closely follows up 
with uh, about 76,000. Indiana, 60,000. Wisconsin and New York are both around 20,000. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, you know this, but our listeners don't. I actually went to school in upstate New York. Fact. And I uh, discovered rather abruptly that there was a good amount of Amish in our community. How'd that go? So, it probably went along the lines of me getting in my car to go on a beer run alone because I was pretty new to the school at the time. Sure. I kind of dropped everything and just shot off to New York out of nowhere. Right. And I just remember we... So, the only place in town to go get beer at a reasonable price for a college student was Walmart. Makes sense. But uh, the only... The only place in town, because it was a pretty small town that I went to school in, Walmart was like a few miles out of town, and we're in upstate New York. Everything is dark. Sure. Real dark. Oh, God. So I'm, you know, speed limit's 55. I'm driving along, minding my own business, and I'm like, what is that? There's something glowing on the road ahead of me, and I can't make out what it is. So I start slowing down. I'm still probably going like 45, though. Sure. Because it's an open highway. And I keep getting closer and closer, and there's this orange light. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Sure enough, it comes up real quick, and it's a horse and buggy with a single candle on the backside of it. And that's their uh, their tail light. Oh, no. That's a quick way to get the shit scared out of you. Well, yeah, and a quick way for them to get hit by cars all the time. Yeah, most of the time you see them, I mean, you don't see them a whole lot, but they, you know, you normally have the triangle placard for slow-moving vehicle. Right. Uh, reflective and is everything. That, is that too much of an advancement for for well, this? That I think person? most of the time they have it, but that guy, for whatever reason, scared the shit out of me because all he's got is a candle. Oh my god! Going forty five miles an hour. So you had to you had to get so close before you know it was a candle. Yeah, ah! it, was, it was terrifying. How I'm just imagining how small it is in the highway. Well, like, it was a two lane highway, so like, yeah. But but the closer moving. you get, it's like that's still tiny. Oh my god, it's a candle. Yeah, no, it was terrifying. But yeah, so that was one way I learned that there was a, a decent amount of Amish folk in the area. I mean, do you, can you ma- I mean, that's just so ballsy to do that. Well, I mean, it was fall. You know, I, I got to school there in, I mean, it would have started in September, I believe. So, you know, sun's starting to set earlier. So yeah, it wasn't that late or anything, oh, but it just gets dark. I'm just thinking about how, um, like, even respecting their culture and how they live their lives knowing these mechanical death machines are spiraling down this highway and you're on there with your candle and your horse. Like, dude, I get it, but dude, this is not good. I don't care that you're out here, but I don't want to kill you guys on accident or myself. I want you to live. Yeah. Maybe have the, maybe, maybe have two candles. Yeah. Maybe two candles, (laughs) maybe three. You know what? How about just a lantern? Yeah. Something. Or, you know, the reflective placard that you should have. Yeah. Maybe it was a lantern. Probably would have handled the wind a little bit better, but either way it was just a small flame. Yeah. Like they did the candle. Because that's mm-hmm. just even more like, what is happening? Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. It's probably scared the hell out of him if he even knew hey, what you, happened. But hey, you both were in this situation that all of a sudden was life or death. Yeah, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> you both made it, so. Yeah. Unless he's just continued he's... doing that. I, I hope he's still out there. Oh, God, I hope he made it. Yeah. But uh, would it surprise you if I told you there were Amish in Illinois? No, but I don't know how many. Right. Because I knew, I mean, yeah, I, I knew there's some, but I don't know their communities. Yeah. 
I mean, because they basically, from Pennsylvania, they just hopped on I-80 and kept going. Right, which is why you have Ohio, Indiana, uh-huh. Wisconsin. Yes. Illinois. Yep. Just, um, there we go. But yeah, so. Like they hit the coast and just kept going in the same direction. I mean, they went to New York, but mainly just straight that's across. That's still I-80. That's true. You're right. Yeah. So there you go. Fun. All right, but yes. the Ar- Arthur Amish community is the largest and by far the oldest Amish settlement in Illinois. Okay. Founded nearly 150 years ago. The settlement is centered around Arthur, a small town of around 2,000 souls. The Arthur community was founded in 1864 by Amish from communities in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, and Iowa. Kind of like what we just said. Right. The Arthur Amish were not the first Amish community in Illinois, However, with two settlements having been founded in the central part of the state in the 1830s. Wow. I didn't write this sentence, but, you know, there it was. Here we go. But uh, here we go. But the Arthur community was destined to grow and ultimately survive, while the others eventually disappeared. The Arthur Amish community was grown, has grown to 28 church districts as of 2010 and comprising well over the half the Amish population in Illinois. That's substantial. Mm-hmm. Agriculture remains fairly common. Amish at Arthur work in a number of other trades, though. Some work for large overhead door manufacturers, CHI, and can be seen bicycling, bicycling to and from work at the local plant. Other Amish in the Arthur community are known for their small business activity, in particular furniture and wood-related enterprises. As one of the largest Amish, Amish communities in the Midwest, Arthur has a fairly developed tourist industry welcoming visitors from across the region. Additionally, the area is home to an Amish interpretive center found at Arcola, which specializes in educating the public about the Amish and Anabaptist peoples, as well as more traditional tourist activities. The Arcola Center features a museum gift shop and organizes home, farm, and business tours. And that is taken from AmishAmerica.com about the Illinois Amish. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's in central Illinois? Yeah. It's uh, about probably 20 minutes south of Champaign area. Gotcha. From what I can tell on the map. Nice. 20 miles south, I should say, not minutes. Gotcha. So here's a fun fact for you. Yes. The Amish communities in Illinois are considered high growth at a rate of 133% according to a 20-year population trend. What? From 1991 to 2010. What? Yeah. These keep going, huh? So, yeah, with the overall population of Illinois decreasing at a yearly rate of 0.8% over a similar timeline. So everybody's leaving Illinois except the Amish. You just invented my new dystopia novel. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, you, just, you just said what it was. Yeah. So just imagine that. Wow. Illinois just becomes it's an Amish, Amish Amish paradise. It's all Amish. Oh, whoa! And, and they they <laughs> is ac- that what Weird Al spoke of? And they accidentally end up in the city of Chicago, devoid of all electricity. So it's like this weird oh, nomad no. where nature takes it over because <laughs> everyone else is gone. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's just a little happy tangent that happened in my head just now. Now all I can think is Weird Al. Well, that because I said Amish paradise. That's true. That's also there, which I did not plan. Yeah. Well, just imagine like what was the what was the last man? What was the movie where? Oh, I don't want to talk about Will Smith again. This is stupid. <laughs> We're like, uh, I am legend. Yeah. Like how the city, like that's just the first one that popped into my head. Don't know why I chose a Will Smith movie, but like the city's overgrown. Just, but instead of like vampires, it's just right. Amish having good lives. Yeah. 
Just living in their Amish paradise. Because everyone else left and they're living in their Amish paradise off Wacker Drive. Off Wacker Drive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that'd be, uh, yeah, so I don't know what what to make of that stat, but do with it as you will. It's weird. Yeah. An influx of Amish and everybody else is leaving. Yeah. It's cool, I guess. It's a not. It's a pretty interesting observation. Hmm. But uh, so Arcola. It's home to the Arthur Area's Amish Visitor Center, like I just said. That is very close to a very small town known as Chesterville. <clears throat> so, from some of the articles I've read, uh, they claim that. Chesterville is such a small town that is not on any maps. Weird. You know, yeah, it's very weird. So a quick Google search showed me that you can, that is in fact not true. It is on maps. I can see it. I can see that. The little cottage inn, the local diner, and Dutch Valley Meats, which look like an awesome spot to get your dairy and meat. Yes. And it had very good reviews. So to all you guys exaggerating, saying it's so small that you can't find it on a map. Knock it off. I mean, come on. Especially in the era of Google Maps. Yeah. Come on, guys. You can get you can see your you can see your own mailbox for God's sakes. You can see, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's on a map. But I don't know. Maybe you guys are going off old facts and just embellishing. That's true. Exaggeration. But cut it out. Look it up. I looked it up. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Anyways, enough about that. Just look it up next time. <laughs> in Chesterville, there is a cemetery with a grave that headstone has been long missing. Okay. Uh-huh. There is n- now there is only the base of where the marker used to be. It's just a worn stone slab. This isn't the only oddity of this grave, though. Above the grave itself is an old oak tree. It's oak grows over the body interred in here. What? Yeah. It's over the corpse? Yeah. Bold. Yeah. So the legend behind this peculiar grave is that of the Chesterville witch. (laughs) Yes. That's the whirlwind, the sound of the whirlwind I was just hit with. What's up with this? Well, you're going to tell me. I was going to say, so what's up with this nope, witch? that's it. Okay. <laughs> I, I asked as if you're not going to tell me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. What but anyways, we're talking about this. Wait, yeah. what? But yeah, well, with the tangents I showed you, I went on a little bit earlier. Sure. It could have gone so many places. I could have sure. just thrown this as a character in here. Oh, God. But no. We are a little bit more focused than the internet. We try to be. It's a, it's a good aspiration. Yeah. So according to the legend... The grave belongs to a young woman who once lived, or once called Chesterville home. Her name has been lost to history. Some tales put her age at 15, while others say she was slightly older. But all accounts say that she was a free thinker, open-minded, and challenging of the Amish faith. Revolutionary. She was unhappy with her standard of life as a woman in the Amish community, and how all women were treated as second-class citizens. For example, just a quick example, because we're not going to go into every little every detail. Every way the women were abused in the Amish society. Yeah, but uh, Amish women aren't allowed to be alone with any man unless their husband is present. That sounds like other countries I don't want to talk about. Yeah, so a little oppressive. 
Yeah. You know, that doesn't offer you a whole lot of wiggle room to do anything. No. Um, so, uh, another interesting fact, though. Apparently, outside of the Amish communities, they call, like, if you or me to show up, yeah. they'd call us Englishmen. Intriguing. I'm not an Englishman. No. Don't call me that. So they have like their own word equivalent to like gringo? Yeah, I guess. That's we- and it's Englishmen? That's, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if, yeah. Wait, is they the, just wait- call all outsiders Englishmen. I don't like that slur. <laughs> I have no English blood in my body. I do. But you're not an Englishman. But yeah, it's all American now. Yeah. Yeah, I went to that filter. Yeah, got filtered out. <laughs> that Atlantic filter. Yeah. Got all the European out of there. No tea here. <laughs> this is real quick. I was driving to work and saw a bald eagle. I was very excited. Oh, yeah. I and, saw a couple. End of story. At, in my yard a couple days ago, actually. When I was driving. I saw two of them. When it flew over, I went like. I, so much freedom. I made a fist. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I turned up my radio a little bit louder. Yeah. It just, it just, ha- just, just Bruce Springsteen yes. just started playing oh, for no reason. Man, I was born in the USA, just like the song. Yeah. All right. But anyways. Yeah. All right, enough of these. You, yeah, continue, please. All right, where where's my spot? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just learned I was an Englishman. It was a lot to handle. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. I you know, haven't been one of those as far as I know in my entire life. Everybody listening to this podcast is an Englishman then. Because if you're Amish, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Or maybe you're on Rumspringa. Oh, true. You're taking your little break. And then I don't, eventually you just, get to us somehow. Just, just listen to Weird and Food doing all the drugs. Yeah. Which that, good luck, guys. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this woman, being an outspoken independent woman, was branded a witch by, uh, you know, the elders of the church. Good job, guys. And even after being branded a witch, she continued to rebel against the elders. She probably embraced it. Eventually, uh, she was banished or shunned by the church, Uh. which is an Amish term. Shunning. Oh, it means something more than just being shunned? Well, no. Well, yes and no. It's a little bit more intense than, like, if I were shunning you, and I just ignore you for a few minutes. Yeah, Zach's... I'm being shunned by Zach. Yeah. But, uh, so this is from Wikipedia again about... From the article about uh, Amish religious practices. Okay. Shunning, uh, members who break church rules may be called to confess before the congregation. Those who will not correct their behavior are excommunicated. Excommunicated members are shunned to shame the individual into returning to the church. Members may interact with and even help a shunned person, but may not accept anything like a handshake, payment, or automobile ride directly from the wayward person. Some communities have split in the last century over how they apply this practice of maidung. Jeez. This form of discipline is recommended by the bishop after a long process of working with the individual and must be unanimously approved by the congregation. Excommunicated members will be accepted back into the church if they return and confess their wrongdoings. I mean, that process doesn't sound fun. No, it sounds... We were like, oh, God, like, I'm sorry for trying to be, you know, not Amish for a day. Yeah. I'm sorry I was trying to be a, you know, enjoy America. Yeah, it's... My uh, bad. You know, it doesn't sound great. No. Especially with uh, 
the whole community aspect. Right. All right. Can you guys be my friends and family again? I'm sorry I did that thing that you thought was bad. Right. But shunning is a very serious uh, matter in the Amish community. Their whole way of life, like I mentioned earlier, is anti-individualist. As it's, And shunning forces you on your own, basically. Right. So it really... She's lived in this community for 15 years. Being shunned is a big thing. More, maybe. Yeah. But that's, you know. But since few Amish dare question the decisions of the church leaders, rumors start spreading that this young woman was a servant of the devil. Well, that gets extreme real fast. A witch. <sighs> mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Not too long after this. Can you guess what happens? I mean, there's a variety, they could roll the dice. There's a variety of bad things that could happen to her. She goes missing. Oh. Yeah. Well, missing's more vague than I thought. It's pretty vague. Yeah. So whether she went missing from seeking reprieve from her shunning or something more sinister is unknown, actually. What is known is that she was missing for days. When eventually a farmer from the community oh, no. was out walking in his field and there. came across some tattered rags that he th- he thought oh I wrote that poorly he thought they were tattered rags but really he discovered that it was the rebellious devil worshippers cold dead corpse well see that when you said vanish that's what I was like oh she's just gone oh but we established there's a grave at some point mm-hmm. so eventually somebody had to find her. And that's what I was afraid of. Yeah. They didn't just shun her into the ether. She had no, she, she was wasn't a, just yeah, shunned so hard. <laughs> evaporated. She, yeah. <laughs> no one no one paid her attention, so then she didn't exist. Mm-hmm. No. She was murdered. Uh well. Okay. Well, True, we don't know. All right, fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm 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 leading my own my my own mind. I mm-hmm. should listen for what I'm about to hear. Whether there was foul play involved or just something as simple as uh, exposure to the elements, local officials determined her death had been of natural causes. She tripped over the rock and now she's dead. Yeah, I don't know what season this took place in, but if she she got shunned so hard in wintertime that she was just wandering about, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she could have just been so lonely just like out looking for things to do because there's nothing to do and then she just... Yeah. Weather, I mean, winters can be awful in Illinois. It can be. Very bad. Today wasn't so bad. We're not in winter yet, but... No, we, a few days ago, we thought we were. Yeah, it was pretty rough. <clears throat> it was like 15 degrees already. Random. Yep. Anyways. Sure. That's enough about Illinois weather. Right, yeah, we're not talking about the weather on this goddamn podcast. No. It is pretty spooky, though. It is spooky. <laughs> All right, after her body was found, her parents begged the elders to let her have a proper burial. They refused. Instead, they put her body on display in the church. What? While they prepared her for burial, they left her body on display for everyone in the area to come see the body of a real-life witch. Oh, my God. Many were terrified that she would come back to life. Get over it. (laughs) She's dead. Well. Oh, God. No, eventually the the church elders determined that she would be buried. How they went about this, though, they dishonored the girl further by having her body buried in the black of night. Once she was buried, an oak tree was planted above her. This tree was meant 
to trap her spirit within, preventing her from ever escaping. I don't know about the logic involved here. I have my doubts in this logic. Point of order. <laughs> Point of order. <laughs> to this very Church. day, that tree still stands over her grave, binding her soul in place. It is said that if that tree ever dies or is cut, the witch's spirit will escape and seek revenge on the entire town. Years after that, an iron fence was placed around the tree and the grave in attempts to keep people further away. At some point, someone put a wire around the tree in an attempt to kill it and possibly release the spirit of the witch. However, since that time, the wire has been removed, the tree has outgrown the fence, and people still claim to see the spirit of a young woman near the gravesite. From Mysterious Universe. I like those guys. Yeah. Her ghost could be seen loitering about, or those who tried to damage the tree or even touch it would meet with bad luck, misfortune, and death. Here there is an iron fence surrounding the gnarled tree, and next to it a stone grave marker oddly... What just happened? Oddly with nothing written on it. In recent times, curse... Or not, there have been many vandalism attempts on the tree and even attempts to kill it, yet it still stands. No word on whether the ones who inflicted this damage still do, though. Do you have a picture of that in the computer right here? Or in front of you? Or no? I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I just want to take a quick peek. It's pretty cool looking. And it grew past the fence, so it's like the tree is in the fence now? It's like a small little wrought iron fence, and it's... uh, Kind of just grown beyond it. So, since you're asking, kind of, I started asking this myself. I started Googling how do you determine the approximate age of oak trees and just started researching how to estimate that. Yes. So, by my rough estimation, without actually being able to see this in person. Yeah, how's this go? Yet. um, What do you think? I think it's about a 130-year-old oak tree. Uh, Yes, I'm glad you know about trees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a, a little weird tangent I went on. That's incredible. That's what this show does. Yep. You're looking up trees. Yep. Estimating age of trees. Uh, yeah, this isn't a great one, but I was trying to blow it up. Oh, so yeah, it, it did grow, grow through it. Yeah. It's just. Yep. Man. Let's see if one of these will pull up better. It keeps taking me out of the links. I'm just trying to blow up the picture. I think Google changed because I've been having issues with Google also. Yeah. Okay. Well, not just me then. It's not just you. And my phone and my iPad, it's it's all crazy. Okay. But, uh, I mean, you kind of see it, right? Like, yeah. it's grown around this kind of fence. Almost. Yeah, I see it. And then it's got a, here, I don't know if you saw this, but this is the what's left of the headstone. It's just a worn stone block where the actual oh, wow. headstone yeah, has been kind of remu- removed. So I actually spent some time trying to find like more personal accounts of yeah. ghost sightings here and everything. I went down some weird tangents, uh, like I already told you about some involving Yeah, real weird. You real got, weird you stuff. Were, I almost lost you. Yeah. I almost <laughs> wasn't coming back from there. You were you were about to be shunned by you almost got yourself shunned. Self shunning because I don't know where that hole was gonna lead you. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you crawled back out. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, but I the one hard quote I could find was from an actual book that I have. Ah, books are cool. Yeah, I do like them. So it was nice that I had this because uh, it was the one account I could find. Nice. And I have a legitimate source. So this comes straight out of Weird Illinois. Wonderful. Which I used Troy Taylor, uh, his account too, to kind of, he wrote this book and he also has a uh, website. And I used a little bit of that to paraphrase some of our, our tale. Excellent. In here today, but he has Ed H's account in this book. And it's his run-in with the Chesterville Witch. When I was growing up in Chesterville, I used to run on the tra- school track team. One day, I, when I was out for a run, I went past the cemetery as I usually did and went down the road. On the trip back, something different happened. The weather seemed to turn cold, and this occurred about the same time that I saw so- someone looking at me from inside the cemetery. There, They were standing next to the grave of the witch. I really thought it was just someone playing around in there, and I yelled that the cemetery was closed. The lady I saw standing in the cemetery laughed and then disappeared. Boy, I almost wet my pants. She looked so real. I ran the quickest hundred-yard dash that I ever ran back to the house. I never ran that course again. So, Yikes. That is the one account I could find with an actual story behind it. Nice. Otherwise, it's all... Local lore, you know. Sure. I heard this, and this right. person was cursed, but that was an actual story I could find. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I got some thoughts on this. What are those thoughts? Well, let's let's talk it out a little bit here. Sure. Is right. this just a strange, mysterious grave? Like, that's old? It does look became pre- a local legend. I mean, it's definitely an old grave. And it does look cool from those pictures. It looks real cool. Yeah. So, could it be just a local story that got passed around? Is it a an Amish tale to keep young women in line? You know? Maybe. This is what happens if you you know, you talk back. Yeah, you become a tree. Yeah. Is it a witch tale similar to Salem? Because somebody's speaking out against, you know. I don't know. It could be all sorts of crazy stuff. It could actually be the spirit of this young girl stuck there. I don't know. My point of order from earlier was like, you trapped her in a tree, but then she almost, in a way, she lives forever. Yeah, that's kind of what I would think too. So I, the, my, as, I mean, not that any logic is involved here, but I'm like, if you do that, then she's still alive. She's still on Earth, and she has a body. And yeah. then her essence could, if she was a witch, if you really thought she was a witch, and if she was a witch and had powers, then now you've just like stuck her on Earth to do all these things. Yeah, she becomes a tree until she becomes released hundreds of years later when this oak dies. Yeah, so that doesn't sound like a traumatic death situation. So what does that do? Is it just like a, a spiritual witch bomb waiting to go off once this tree dies? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of these pictures, here, this one, you can actually see that that wire that I said that they tied around it to try to to kill the tree. Somebody tried to release the witch. You can see it a little bit above that fence there. Oh, I do see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so wow. Anybody listening, you can Google just the Chesterville witch and just go over to your image search and you can probably see 
everything we're talking about. Also, I can think of a few more ways to kill a tree than a wire. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I know you want to maybe make it like, you know, untraceable. So the wire, I, the only logic behind that is it kills it faster over time. But, you know, but the a tree quicker would... way to kill it faster over time is just use an axe or a chainsaw. Yeah, or gasoline on fire. Yeah. That's the more exciting way to burn a witch. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, burning witches. Yeah. Can you just imagine you walk by the cemetery just like like you were... Right and there's a hundred-year-old oak tree just on fire? I'd be like... Why? Well, I, I figure you walk by as you see the guy just throwing gasoline out first. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're this guy running by. You're like, hey, cemetery's closed. <laughs> you just see a guy <laughs> dumping gas on this tree. Yeah, Um. what are you... Yeah, they'd probably laugh, too. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> what and then like as you run by because you're not sticking around but you're walking so I mean you're running so as you're running by him you're still within like talking distance yeah so it's like hey so like yeah cemetery's closed but hey hey what are you doing it's like burning witches <laughs> you run faster <laughs> all right okay all right all right good luck yeah so there was more to what I wanted to talk about with this about kind of what you're getting into okay but I couldn't verify any of it was accurate fast enough in time to produce this podcast you can muse about if you wanted to you don't have no, to No, because i might if it if i do find out that okay. it's real it could be another whole i like that kind of episode good cool good but uh that's kind of where i was getting to with some of the things you were saying yeah but uh i need to get a little bit more time so we might sure. do uh return to chesterville which i like or something along those sure. lines uh so in Amish culture, a witch is a braha. Interesting. Which I was... That sounds familiar to me, and I think I learned well, it somewhere besides Amish. Well, Spanish is bruja. That's what I'm thinking of. Or brujeria, which is witchcraft. Ooh. Um, so similar, but one being German and the other being Spanish. Kind of... Yeah, it's weird because those are different languages. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're different languages, but like one is, you know, Germanic based and one is more Latin based. It's different. Yeah. So I tried finding more about Braha, but there wasn't a lot to it. And I just kept getting either directed back to Amish stuff or the Chesterville Witch. So I don't know if that was a specific case or why, but I kept finding things along the just there i just right. kept coming back like a, a loop so then i tried just going german i was like well screw the the amish the pennsylvania german let's just sure. go german right it's not the same thing it's like hexa in german oh. or something like that um but yeah also fun thing i didn't know yes. about I, until i started doing all this research there's a lot of television shows about amish people right now go on uh, there was, I mean, not a lot, but a lot more than I thought. Sure. Because, you know, they're Amish. Yeah, these, <laughs> are, these are like, yeah, this <laughs> Right. Yeah. The, uh, the, the ones that are more like business savvy or like not more business savvy, but like, you know, we can make money off this. Like, oh, you can, because you'd think filming would be like stealing your soul or like the van- the vanity stuff. But I guess, you know, there's degrees. Like I guess there was a recent know. Lifetime movie that just what? came out in October. What? what? Unless I saw the wrong year, but I think it was just this October called Amish Witches. And it was loosely based off of this Chesterville witch story. All right, well, when are we watching that? <sighs> oh, I hope <laughs> never. I'm going to probably watch it sometime. Um, but then there was also like, God, I don't remember. Because then 
after I started diving down that, I came across NPR article called, uh, like, Enough with Amish Exploitation. <laughs> and like, I was just like, yes. well, what is happening? What was, uh, there's a few different, isn't there other um, communities that are similar to the Amish but not Amish? Yeah, it's what, like, what, it's what's like that? the Amish and like the Mennonites. Thank you. There was they're similar but different. Isn't wasn't isn't there wasn't there a show like the Amish Mafia? Yes, that's an, that's one that I came across because I watched many episodes of that like <laughs> five years ago. Yeah, well, apparently that was all pretty made up. From that's fine. What I saw, it I was wild. But yeah, the Mennonites. I wasn't researching Amish Mafia though, so it could be real. I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, like any reality TV show, it's scripted. They could very well be real Amish and Mennonites. Right. But then it's like, you know, we don't really care that much. We're going to have fun here. But like different, like, I mean, yeah, it's just like watching a gangster show. And I'm like, what am I watching? (laughs) It might have been on Netflix. This might have been why I got watched. Huh. And of course, once you start watching it, like, this is fucking wild, which obviously that's why I get you to watch it. Yeah. But that was the show I was thinking about. Mm Mm-hmm. So, cool. Yeah, so... Another thing that I came across, because I come across so many things when I'm researching. Oh, yeah. There's no way around it. But I did come across another podcast, and I won't say which one because I don't want to say they're wrong, but they seem to maybe have gotten their facts mixed up because it was saying this was all a case in Ohio. And there's a small town in Chesterville, Ohio. So I thought maybe I would you know, see if something similar happened there. Sure. So I started researching Ohio. And I think they just got their facts mixed up because I couldn't find anything about the Chesterville Witch of Ohio. And it seemed oddly specific to have two Chesterville witches. I think sometimes it happens. I think some people don't really, I mean, I don't know the podcast, so it's not like I'm calling them out. Right. And I didn't listen to it either. So I just saw that they had a whole episode about it and I was like, okay, but I know that this isn't Illinois. Right. So... Well, I'm pretty sure when I'm um, way back about a year ago when we were just diving into Enfield horror stuff, like they talked about, you know, the Mount Vernon monster because it's all around the same area. Mm-hmm. But then there's other websites saying like, and then like this uh, was yeah. creature was mm-hmm. sighted in like George Washington. So I'm like, I don't think those aren't anywhere close to each other. Mm-hmm. I think you guys just assume Mount Vernon only existed in one spot. Yeah. That this creature didn't do that. Yeah. So. So the internet, I think, does that. People just. Yeah. Know. Or we like to do a little bit more fact checking try to get her i'd like to think so i think so i'd like to think so i'd like to think the um the allotted time that i end up spending on finding out things is mostly accurate yeah and if it's not i usually preface it with like this could be bullshit but we're gonna talk about it anyway yeah we try to <laughs> try to clear it up this is nonsense but it sounds fun so we're gonna talk about it mm-hmm. yeah so another one in illinois that is not too far from here if i had to guess Probably about a three-hour drive for us. That one could be fun. I'd like to go check it out. I think we need to make a map of the state and put pins in it just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Spots we visit. Spots, yes, yeah, spots, destinations we have to go to. We got a good amount now. We do, and I, I was not in the state this year, which is maybe the hype is needed because I really wanted to go to Mule Day. Yeah, I know. I wanted to go to Mule Day. We will... Got a got a whole year now. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, the Chesterville witch. Got a creepy grave. Possibly some girl that wasn't a witch at all. Just spoke her mind. Maybe she was a witch. She could have been. She could have been. 
But I mean, maybe a witch is just like her special power was like, I want to think for myself. Like, ah, does no, does thou wish to live deliciously? <laughs> yeah, can I just can I? I like, love I love the movie The Witch. So oh, I yeah, that's what that's from. Beautiful. I didn't get the quote, so that's mm-hmm. on me. Your reference was lost on me, but hopefully people listening aren't as stupid as I am as in regards to that movie. No, they're probably smarter than both of us. Well, I mean, that's not, uh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Um, but yeah. Chesterville Witch, another local witch. Beautiful. Yeah. I not like, as crazy as the Bell. Uh, yeah, Bell's Witch. Yeah. But. But this is their own Illinois Amish Witch. The whole history built into it. got an Amish Witch. Yeah. Scary. Mm-hmm. And was and like it, it's almost like not to compare her to Freddy Krueger because like he was murdering kids before he died, mm-hmm. before he was burned alive. But like once he was killed, he became way worse. So like if she was an actual witch and they did this to her, I think she'd get way worse. Yeah, or or if she's just a tortured soul now that's been stuck in a tree for yeah. Well, I don't know how I feel about hundred pur- years. I don't know how I feel about tree purgatory, but I don't know. I don't think it's good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this tale originally supposedly comes from like nineteen hundreds. Okay. Uh, which I feel like it's not a long enough time for a name to be lost to history. I mean, it's a long time. It's. I would only say, I would say maybe just because I don't think, I mean, are they writing it down? Who cares? Like who's, I don't know. I just, but I mean, right. You think people, especially a, a community as tight-knit as the Amish, they would know exactly who that girl was. Yeah. So maybe they didn't just, they just didn't write it down and then they refused to like, she's shunned. We don't speak her name. That could be, and then she's just forgotten when... I guess that's pretty likely. It's she more be- likely that way. She became like Voldemort. Yeah. Just don't say her name. We don't and- speak about Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Some actual accounts said her name was Kate, but most agreed that her, her name was actually kind of lost. Yeah, if it's lost, you, you'll never know. So somebody might have just said Kate. It doesn't sound like an Amish name to me, really. So, But what do I know? I'm not Amish. I'm English. Yeah, you're an Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Chesterville Witch. Chesterville Witch. I'm glad I knew about that now. I'm glad I know about that now. Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody wants us to know about things, you, I mean, obviously we talk about every week. You can know how to contact the show. We're in for podcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. uh, on the Instagram, on the Facebooks. Um, you can leave us a voice message on the anchor.fm if you want to uh, give that a go to tell us any stories, any local legend, legends. If you have like the equivalent of like the, the Chesterville Witch in your neck of the woods, yeah, maybe I would like to know about it. Or if you've seen a ghost, fill I'm, us in. Please tell me if you've seen a ghost. Yeah. We want to know about these things. Yes. We've never had, uh, or I've never had any personal experience. So I want to hear about yours. Yeah. I've only, well, I've had a handful, but they could all just be in my head. But the one time I saw that monster on the road, that was real shit, and I don't know what that was. <laughs> Still scary. Uh-huh. Still scary. So if you've seen monsters in the road, let us know, too. Yeah. If you know about, if you if you want to tell me who your favorite road monster is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let us know. And then um, to support the show, um, the Patreon exists at a Weird and Fear, no spaces, it's just search it just in there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that guy is a way you can yeah help support the show because we're going to keep it ad free for the um, forever forever future, and that helps support the show and helps us uh, keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So with all that said, 
you guys should no matter where you are stay warm unless you're like in a hot place then like stay cool yeah but no matter what you gotta stay spooky stay spooky all right guys stay spooky (laughs) 